So what's going on, Kingdom Success Listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. Episode 322. And I know that my last couple episodes, I've posted them and I've taken some down. I am Anyway, don't worry about it, guys. Don't be concerned at all, right? Don't be concerned at all. So <clears throat> I want to talk to you guys today about Father Power. Father Power. And I want to just read this one um, <clears throat> scripture verse to you. And I'm going to start right here, and we're going to go with Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, and then we're going to jump into the, to my story and to this whole thing. Okay, so, Then the man and the woman heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. They hid from the Lord among the trees of the garden. But the Lord, God, called to the man, Where are you? All right. <clears throat> so I've kind of been on this um, conversation with you guys about some family stuff. This past episode was um, at the dinner table. And I even recorded an episode, posted it, <clears throat> and then I took it down, which was actually, again, called Father Power. And the whole reason I took it down, I just didn't like some of the uh, some of the content in there, and I wanted to just change it up. So I'm right now driving over to my dad's house. I was parked just a few minutes ago as I was reading that. But I want to just briefly talk about <clears throat> how much a father means to a household. Now, you... You might be 21, 22 years old if you're hearing this. You might be 24 years old. You might be newly married. You might be single. Um, You you might be a female. You might be a male. Well, I have to say that having a father figure in your life is extremely important to your success in life. And so much so that I am now um, over a year and golly, almost uh, four or five months, a year and four or five months without my own earthly father. So here I am, 44 years young, and my father passed away in December of 2020. Um, and my mom is, has passed away, as you guys, some of you guys have known. My mom passed away way back in um, 2017. Let me get a quick swig of water. Hang on. So, <clears throat> I... I've had this new perspective of this new reality uh, for me of where that my parents are no longer here and I don't have literally, you know, them to fall back on for, you know, things. Um, You know, I've done that in the past, you know, where I've bounced ideas off my dad, uh, bounced ideas off my mom, 
And, you know, because my parents, they've done a good job of raising our family. You know, just as an example, I mean, me and my sisters, I have two younger, two younger sisters, and we, we got our families together. We've still got our families together, even after my mom passed, and even after my, now that my dad has passed. And we still get together on a pretty frequent basis. We got together for Easter. Uh, we actually uh, went together on spring break uh, down to Disney World, and 16 of us uh, went to four parks in five days. Actually, I'd say six days. Four parks in six days. And, you know, yes, there were some disagreements. Yes, there were some, you know, attitudes that might not have been exactly right. That was crazy. Uh, but overall, all 16 of us in unity went to pretty much every single ride and got along, ate together, fellowship together, created memories together. And I have to say that's a testimony of the grace of God that was on my parents, that were on my grandparents, both sets of my grandparents. And, you know, that has now, that grace has been able to pass down to my, to, to us and for us to be able to still be together. Well, the reason I wanted to do this whole father power thing was it actually got inspired by a, another podcast I was listening to uh, with Chris Valton. Chris Valton is one of the assistant pastors out there at Bethel Church in Redding, California. Fantastic communicator. I always enjoy. But he was actually interviewing a gentleman on his uh, podcast that was one of the, I believe, the former youth pastor to uh, Bethel Church. And this pastor had already moved on to, I believe, a another uh congregation out in Texas where I'm, he might have been the head pastor. I don't remember. But but in that conversation, it inspired me to talk about father power because these two gentlemen both had either, uh, no, both of them did not have father figures in their life, or at least maybe I would say consistent father figures. And Chris Ballatin gives this in this, in this talk, he talked, he gives a statistic and, you know, he didn't cite all the details on it, but it really grabbed me for where our society is at and where we as a born again, uh, body of believers and us wanting to succeed and be lights unto the world where that we've really got to hone in and where we've got to tune in um, ourselves to not allow society to dictate to us what we do or don't do. And Chris said that 51, over 51%, and I think I've heard him say this stat before, over 51% of all children that are birthed into the United States, I'm, I'm going to say it was in the United States, over 51% of the children that are birthed in the United States are birthed without a father figure um, being present. 
Now that's a pretty alarming statistic. So now we have, you know, the society has now tipped the balance and where that we have more children coming into the world without a father in their own life. And I, I want to give you guys some, some thoughts, just, you know, obviously number one, to wake you up, but also for your own self, you know, that you need a father figure in your life. If you, if you grew up, you know, like Chris Valentin, you know, his story is, is, you know, uh, his own story where he says that, you know, he did not have, he had his, I think his father passed away due to a, um, a tragic accident whenever he was younger. Uh, the mom, you know, basically raised him for a good little while until he was maybe, you know, eight or 12 years old. And then he had other, uh, the mom married twice. And each one of those dads really just never honed in on Chris Valentin's, you know, manhood or, you know, were the right father figure was probably more of a wrong father figure. But Chris also says in there, in this part of his testimony, that he had a grandfather on his mom's side um, that really impacted him as, you know, more of a father figure. And then all of a sudden, you know, when he got of age, he got saved. And literally, as soon as he and his wife, you know, currently at that time his girlfriend, got saved, you know, uh, they got saved at a house. And all of a sudden, this gentleman brings into uh, brings them up to, um, says, look, you know, hey, you guys just got saved. These, uh, this person and this person, this, I don't know if it's a guy and a girl or whatever it was, these are going to be your spiritual uh, fathers uh, in your life. These are going to be, and to this day, I think Chris still reaches out and has a relationship with that gentleman that was only about, you know, I think three or four or five years older than Chris at the time, because Chris got saved whenever he was either 18 or uh, 19 years old. I'm not sure exactly the time, but he got saved and immediately he had a, a spiritual father in his life. And I know that I've got, you know, my earthly father was definitely a great man of God. And I looked to him for quite a bit of things. Um, I, I would not say he was my, you know, uh, spiritual father, even though he did lead me to the Lord, and I praise God that my dad led me to the Lord whenever I was at nine years old, but I I quickly gravitated to other men that were in my life. Um, my first one that I remember very distinctly was uh, my track and field coach, uh, Coach Mutt. He became a kind of a spiritual father in my life. And I say all this to bring up, you know, this, this, this point, okay? Because in that interview, the gentleman that was the former youth pastor of, of Bethel Church started talking about how that he's been able to realize how much that he needs to imitate, you know, our Heavenly Father and how he our Heavenly Father handled or handles situations when it comes to His own children. I'll just use case in point. Well, I, I let me back up. The way, the reason why I read that scripture verse of God coming into the cool of the day, 
So here, here, Adam has fallen. Adam is Adam and Eve have fallen. They've screwed up, and now all of a sudden, here comes God, wanting to have fellowship. Now, the way that I've always been taught is, is God can't be around sin. Well, that, you know, <laughs> this, that, that doctrinal thing or whatever, kind of flies out of the out of the. Uh, flies out the window because God is actually seeking Adam. At, he's looking for Adam. And that's one of the big things that I want you to hear is that, you know, God, your father, God, your heavenly father is always seeking after you. You know, a lot of times, you know, we sit there and think about, you know, well, you know, I've got to seek after God. Well, God, you know, is always ready and able to come after you whenever you are in a fallen state. Now, when you're actually not in a fallen state and you're uh, in fellowship with, the, with your Heavenly Father, then it is your job, I feel like, you're, you, you, you are motivated to actually seek Him and seek His guidance. But if, you were out of a, if you've been out of fellowship with Him, He's seeking you. And the very first thing that God does, God doesn't sit there and condemn Adam. God doesn't sit there and you know, rebuke Adam at all, God asks a question. Where are you? And again, I don't have time to go into why God asked that specific question. It doesn't, it's not that God did not know where Adam was at. It was Adam had fallen from his place of authority. And God says, hey man, where are you? Why? I mean, it's basically God's like saying, why, why aren't you in the position that I had put you in, basically? Why, why are you afraid? Because a person in an authority in an environment is not afraid of anything. Well, here Adam is. The very the next thing, you know, Adam Adam says, well, you know, we were afraid, so we covered ourselves. And, and then God comes back again and says, who told you you were naked? So God again asks another question. So notice a pattern here. God is just asking questions. There's a key verse actually in Proverbs. It says, um, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And um, something, something, something about, you know, but it says this right. In all of your getting, get understanding. One of the things as fathers... One of the things as us as earthly fathers to take a key note from our heavenly father is to gain understanding of based around where your children are at or where this person that you're having to confront or where this person is that you're, you know, you're seeking out where they're at. Um, my son, my oldest son, he's, he's now in the middle school. So things are changing in him. Things are changing in his body. Things are changing. He's becoming a man. Um, and so, you know, he's, he's starting to kind of, uh, not want to kiss his mom or not want to show affection as much as what he did whenever he was four or five or six years old. He's, he, he's changing. He is, it's just this evolution of what happens to a, to a man. And so instead of me berating my son or 
demanding that he do certain things, uh, like go give your mom a hug, or, or you know, why are you acting this way, or you know, any kind of condemnation type thing. No, I've had to take a different approach. I have had to learn this. This is something that I wasn't good at, um, you know, but. I had to change, and I, I actually, you know, it really kind of helped me <laughs> when I read the, the, when I started reading this book, which I'm halfway through it right now, called Planet Middle School by Dr. Kevin Lehman, and where that, instead of pouncing on my son and trying to figure out what is going on with him, but I come to him with a, as a, I want to understand where you're at, son. I don't want to condemn him for making a bad decision. I want to understand why he made the decision he made. And this is called foul of the power. I mean, we have, because of the mantle that God placed upon fathers, we have got to approach our children, approach our spouses, our wives, with a understanding perspective of a I want to seek to understand first then for me to try to be understood and this this will go well for you in a lot of areas and not just in your own family but just in you know life in general of trying to understand where this other person is coming from I mean my one of my business mentors he used to always say you know, you're trying to come on their side of the table. You know, you're, you know, you're sitting across from each other, but you know what? You're trying to come on their side of the table to see how they see things, to gain their perspective with this. And it is a great example of that with how God does that with us. So, kingdom of success. I, I tell you that it is very important that a father be in your life, especially a spiritual father. I have a spiritual father in my, my life. I've got a couple of them actually, and I praise God for them. And I am thankful for that spiritual leadership in my life. Gang, I'm telling you that you can be extremely successful as a father. You can be extremely successful as a parent, and you can be extremely successful in life when you actually listen how the Holy Spirit leads you and gain an understanding of where you need to understand from that point of view of that other person. So, kingdom success. Know that you're blessed, you're highly favored, you're empowered to prosper, you walk in divine health, the spirit of breakthroughs upon you guys, and gang, we'll catch you on the other side. Yeah.